this week's People Kind News episode. I'm Matthew. I'm Taylor. And I just moved. And uh, let me just say, moving is one of the worst experiences that a person can go through in the Western world. Awful. Uh, my new place, there's a dog, German Shepherd, running around. So there might be more background noise than in my previous setup. So apologies to your ears. It's okay. Dog is forgiven because dogs are good. So it's okay. I'm sure. I'm sure people will be fine with it. Totally. He's a great dog. Yeah, I know. And also it might just be louder. Also, the, it might be more echoey because my room is smaller because uh, Vancouver is a hellhole. And the only rooms that they sell for an affordable price are closets or they have like the shared rooms where it's like an army bunker. And uh, yeah, <laughs> so <laughs> bunk beds are fun. That's great. No, no, they're, they're very much not fun. It's very much not fun being a mid-20s uh, person and living with other people in the same room. That is very, very uncool. I mean, true. Just living with people in general is pretty uncool. So, yeah, I yeah. get it. I'm going to run off to the woods and uh, have a commune of one. Okay, yeah, so... um. We're going to be covering uh, only three stories today. Um, Taylor decided to, uh, you know, throw her feet up on the table, relax, you know, watch some uh, RuPaul's Drag Race instead of uh, caring about this very important podcast <laughs> that we do. So, That's you know, right, I'm not better. Uh, I was doing the important task of napping for about two mm -hmm. hours, you know, as you do. As, I'm, uh, yeah. I'm ready to get to another one after this. Counting it down. I wish I could nap, but uh, I have insomnia, baby. Sucks really. to suck. Kind of. I don't know. Mild insomnia. Anyways, um, you don't care about my sleeping uh, habits. Taylor certainly doesn't. <laughs> All right. So our first story, conturns. <laughs> Excuse me. Is that a word? Conturns. Yeah, I know. What is that? I have problems speaking. Um, <laughs> How yes. dare you? So our first story contains cons oh that's what I, I fucked up I messed up I mixed concerns and contains uh, together. This is all getting edited out, so whatever. No, you gotta include it. You can't just include my goofs. It's not <laughs> fair. You can't yeah, keep your, getting your away goofs, with it. Your goofs are gold. No, you just think that because it's me doing them. Come on. Come on. Um, come on, man. <laughs> so that a, is that a reference? I don't. That's Joe Biden, baby. Oh, uh, okay. Well. Come on, man. Okay. Just, just <laughs> say the fucking story, man. Oh, my God. Yeah, I know. Tell me about it. So <laughs> our first story concerns Bill C-10, which, if you are uh, watching your uncles or aunts on Facebook, is the end of free speech on the social media sites such as Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, YouTube, Snapchat. So... It's all mm -hmm. lies, though. Don't listen to your crazy aunts or uncles. It's all it's all lies. It's all lies. So. Is it okay? So so is it good? Actually, we should be celebrating well, this bill. Let Woo! me get into it. Bill C ten. Let's go, baby. Bill C ten. More like uh, Bill C four blowing up our free speech. Am I right? Mm. Yeah. So so Bill C ten essentially was brought forward by Canadian Heritage Minister Stephen. Gilbull. Okay. No. That sounded like you did the best you could, and that's what counts. 
I really didn't. Okay. <laughs> so he wanted to modernize the Broadcasting Act. And if you don't know how broadcasting rules work here, so we have this thing called, um, what's it called? This The CRTC. You don't need to know what it stands for. It doesn't really matter. Uh, Canadian Radio Television Telecommunications Commission. Who cares, right? So uh, the CRTC regulates through the Broadcasting Act places like Shaw, Rogers, Bell, and um, other uh distributors of uh, broadcast content and essentially what they do is you have to pay into uh, a fund for Canadian content such as the Canadian Media Fund and you have to have a minimal amount of Canadian content being uh, broadcasted through your platform so that's why there's all these terrible Canadian shows in Canada because <laughs> they have to meet the minimum and government mandated shows yeah <laughs> Yeah, that's tr that's that's true tyranny right there. <laughs> Shit's Creek is a good one. There What's, uh, what else? No, I'm not going to be concerned. There are actually good shows and movies that are Canadian produced, so, you know. Yeah. It's easy to rag on Can Canadian there. content, but So essentially what um this minister Stephen Gilbeau wants to do is he wants to extend the Broadcasting Act to include online distributors, you know. YouTube, Spotify, Twitter, Facebook, um, Apple Podcasts, like kind of what, whatever like online or mobile uh, platform for content that most people watch stuff on nowadays. So he wants to bring these platforms uh, underneath the regulatory power of the CRTC. And that's fine. He, he brought that up in November. And he had there was an ex, there was an exemption for user generated content such as your posts on Facebook, or as like every news media site likes to report on cat videos. They're like, mm, yeah, this, we need those. You know. If you get rid of the cat videos, that's when people will really get angry, man. You just have to dip your cat in maple syrup and like shave uh, <laughs> oh, no. a maple leaf into its uh, fur. No, yeah, don't do that. If you're listening, don't do that to your cat. Well, if you don't want the CRTC to come down on you, you gotta, you know. The come come for your TikTok earnings. Watch out, mm. influencers. Yeah, definitely watch out because... So this exemption, you know, that was had in the bill was actually removed through an amendment once the bill was passed through the Heritage Committee uh, sometime around, I think it was either March or April. Wait, so, so now user-generated yeah. content has to meet CRTC standards. Well, that's where it gets interesting. Okay, How so... How even... Yeah, go, go off. Let me so hear it. if you read conservative... If you've ever heard someone conservative talking about this, what they like to say is that, you know, the government's cracking down on what you can post. They're taking away your freedom of speech. They're making it that your content has to be, I don't know, Canadian... They don't actually read the bill. They're just like, oh, my God, they're, they're cracking down on what I can say, which is, again, not even really what the CRTC does. The CRTC is like, hey, you have to, you know, you have to have minimal Canadian content and also pay us mm. uh, some money. The reason why this exemption was removed from the bill, why the amendment took place, is so that YouTube couldn't use it as a loophole because and other sites like YouTube. Because they could just say, oh, well, this is just user-generated content. So True. Like, all of our content is user-generated, so we don't need to fall underneath the regulatory power of the CRTC. So that's why the exemption was removed. Now, if you listen to mm. conservatives, they're like, 
oh yeah, they're they're removing it so that you know Trudeau can can hop into your mentions and be like, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> yeah, I like that imagery. Yeah, it's just trolling my Facebook page. Yeah, I'm not mentioning Canada enough or something. Mm-hmm. Ooh, chilling, truly yeah. chilling to think about. Yeah, you have to have like five percent of your posts be Canadian related. So, you know, <laughs> ho- horrifying. Oh my god. But of course, this is not what it's about. Now there is a bit of gray area. I'll read here from the CBC. So the federal government's address this issue, and they say. Um, It is not intended to bring user-generated content under CRTC regulations, but as the CBC reports, the CRTC would would have wide latitude to decide how to implement its new powers, and concerns about regulatory overreach remain. However, I don't know, maybe maybe I'm too, like, like, lib, but I'm not that (laughs) worried about the the Canadian government, like, regulating what I can post and stuff. And I should also clarify these platforms that are going to be underneath the regulatory body of the CRTC. The CRTC is going to be going after the platform and not the content that's generated through mm. the users. Okay. However, however, Gilbo's press secretary, Camille Gage Reynold. Oh my God, these French <laughs> are good people. names. Yeah, it's, it's happening, people. Yeah, she said Bill C-10 is meant to target services that curate and commission music and video content and professional series films and music, not posts made by individual Canadians. She continues, where content uploaded by individual users is curated by a platform and is deemed a significant significant impact, that platform, not the users, could be subject to the Broadcasting app, Act. Broadcasting Act. So, you know. Hmm. Again, they're going after the platforms. The reason why this exemption was removed was that YouTube couldn't just say, it's all user-generated. Leave me alone. So Trudeau isn't going to come to my DMs and shame me for my <laughs> lack of Canadian content. Is that correct? Uh, he might still do that. He's always in Fuck. girls' DMs. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, this is a bit of a weird one, a weird thing for me. I don't know. So with the CRTC, am I correct in feeling like the biggest thing is that these broadcasters are paying a chunk of change in this agreement or in this regulatory way. So they're going to get some more money from these online platforms. Right. Yeah, no, no. Yeah, because a lot of content, you know, doesn't fall under the Broadcasting Act because when it was designed, there wasn't such a thing as the internet. And it's like, well, I mean, they're probably, I don't know when it was created, but like, it doesn't cover like new media, right? So they want mm-hmm. to bring, they want to modernize the Broadcasting Act. And if you want to disagree with the Broadcasting Act, that's fine. I don't know. I think it's good to protect Canadian artists from like the onslaught of American, you know, dog shit that we have to endure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But what I think is happening here with the conservatives, and I'll read a quote here from Alan Rays, who's the um, the heritage critic. So the, so the guy who like questions... Gilbo, or whatever his name is. Gilbo. Yeah. So he says, Conservatives support creating a level playing field between large foreign streaming services and Canadian broadcasters, but not at the cost of Canadians' fundamental rights and freedoms. But what I think is going on is that the cons are being reached out to by 
these digital platforms and saying like, hey, man, we don't want to have to pay this amount of money. This sounds a little bit conspiratorial, but lobbying, this is how lobbying works, right? So these digital platforms, they don't want to have to pay money and invest in Canadian content if it doesn't, if it hurts their bottom line. But you can't say that because that's not a political winner. But what you can say is that, oh, the liberals are taking away my freedom of speech, <laughs> goddammit. Because right. that rings true and the conservatives can, well, it, I mean, it rings false. It's not true. But to a lot of people, it's, like, that's so worrisome, some, you know. Connects to us emotionally. I don't want my yeah. Facebook posts policed by the government. No, thank you. Yeah, and I've watched a couple of videos from these like small-time MPs. I don't even have small-time, but just MPs on the conservatives. And I'll probably play, I'm going to play a clip here. Bill C-10 is this piece of legislation that Justin Trudeau has put in front of Parliament that virtually all political stripes agree is a massive assault on freedom of speech in Canada. Okay, so yeah, so this woman's saying she's an MP, a conservative MP, and you know, she's she's just lying. She's just straight up lying about it. It does not work the way that, it, that, the, that she says it does. Now, the gray area is, as the CBC noted, they're, they're over, they, they, there might be some overreach, but again, they've stated quite plainly they're not going to go after user-generated content, just the platforms. Mm-hmm. No, if there's a ripple effect to that, I'm not aware of what that might be because, again, they're not, it's not the whole like censorship thing. It's saying, hey, you need to pay money for Canadian media and also right. have Canadian content, which, again, I mean, we're Canadian content. Like, I actually want this thing to go past because mm. maybe we'll get some um, <laughs> little money there from uh, old Trudeau who's going to open up his wallet for us. Oh, it's not so bad after all. Yeah. Another French guy, Bloc Québécois MP Martin Champeau, he said, The Conservatives must stop spreading false fears about the bill. We must stop delaying work on C-10. The industry has been calling for a review of the law for years. So. Yeah. Okay. Um, I just want to read. This is just like a little bit of a taste from the conservative media. Our boy, Rex Murphy, National Post commentator, <laughs> and the ugliest Ooh. man alive. Aww. Just, Aww. just. Poor Rex. Oh, oh. <laughs> I mean, with a name like that, oh. you got to live up to it, you know? I I don't, you know, I do like making fun of people for being ugly if they're horrible people. So, <laughs> but like he is like exceptionally just uh, like, I don't, I don't know, just Rex look up Murphy. Rex Murphy. It's I'm not exaggerating. Taylor, um, you want to look that up right now mm, and let me give your see. your thoughts. Mm, yeah. Yeah, he's like even when he was young, he just he looks bring he back looks that like, bro. Uh... Like bring it back. <laughs> I think that was a pretty good look. I just feel like he looks I don't know. He looks concerned all the time, I think. What is he thinking about? Well, he's concerned about liberal tyranny. So, <laughs> as he writes in his um one of his wonderful editorials, and if you ever need a laugh, just 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 go to the National Post commentator or editorial section and it's uh, it's great stuff. Mm -hmm. Conrad Black Mm. chef's kiss beautiful love to see it so he writes c10 an attempt to put a pillow over the free expression of all canadians didn't pop up gopher like out of the policy burrow of a second tier cabinet minister quite the contrary this nefarious nugget was obviously the product of the top rank philosophies of the prime minister's office that sensorium of the whole liberal mm -hmm. party from which emerges guidance and wisdom to elevate the lives and labors of ordinary <sighs> canadians all set out with the confidence of a close-minded pope. 
I honestly am a fan. I hate how they write in the National <laughs> I love <books>. that. No, <laughs> I think it's I... pretty good. Uh, nefarious no, have... nugget. I don't know. I'm suddenly <laughs> I'm a Rex Murphy fan. You know, Murphy is a nefarious has a way nugget. With words. Look at him go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, nefarious nugget. That's the episode title right there, folks. Oh, nice. We got it. Good, <laughs> okay. good stuff. Yeah, but, you know, just, just to summarize. Or, sorry, Taylor, you want to say something before. Oh, yeah. Well, with concerns to censorship and stuff like that, I feel like people often, like for myself, thinking about censorship and just looking at big tech like Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, more often I feel like radical left voices are silenced or just, you know, reporting on things that are happening in other countries. Uh, just today, actually, it's spoilers. Actually, no, I won't say mm-hmm. I won't say the date of recording, but I will say that May 5th just passed, which is uh, national... I think international really awareness day for missing and murdered indigenous women girls to spirit all that and so you know i'm doing my thing i'm doing my online activism of sharing instagram stories as you do and mm. uh this morning they're all removed and it's they're all removed yeah and it's not just me it's like a huge amount of people just like they're not there anymore and it's not just the MMIWG to us thing. It's also, if you've been, we're not going to get into it here, but if you've been following what's going on in Colombia with the protests, um, the police brutality, the murders, uh, posts on Palestine, all of that has been axed. And that's kind of fucked up. I do want to burrow in a bit into what you're saying. So, do you know why it was removed? Did you get any. No, I didn't. I'm not somebody who got any notice sometimes if it's i believe if it's a story they don't really contact you but if it's like an actual post you're making instagram will send you a message and say hey this is against community guidelines usually they don't specify much further or they'll say you know i don't know it's bullshit is the thing though like all of these issues and just to so blatantly (laughs) Like, I've never, I have, I follow quite a few people on Instagram. You know, I'm on that social media. And every now and then I have people posting about how, oh, Instagram took this post down. Like, they're trying to censor me, which I don't disagree Mm -hmm. with. But I've never seen it so blatantly where it's like every single person I'm following and myself just having these stories poofed and these posts poofed out of existence without any messaging from Instagram to myself, at least. I think that's the censorship we should be concerned about. Yeah, no, like I definitely agree. And as always, the conservatives have been the most censorious in the past. So, like, let's cut the bullshit here, folks. You know, you know, conservatives are like I can't say the N word on uh, on Facebook anymore. <laughs> They're the ones suffering here for being like very obviously racist or shitty or whatever it is. When really, we're stupid. Yeah, we're stupid. I mean, I think that goes hand in hand, but yeah, it's it's not a reality, really. Yeah, no. Um, yeah, no. Um, yeah. Sorry, I, I heard my roommate talking in the background, so I got like a little distracted there. Um, folks, again, I apologize for like the background noises. I will try my best to uh, get rid of them. So. How dare um, you? Better get rid of yeah. it. Damn. 
Yeah, how dare I not get like a studio and like record in here? Under <laughs> socialism, I could. <laughs> That's true. That's why like we capitalism? need socialism. Yeah, baby. Anyone can be a podcaster. <laughs> Yeah. But I think that's probably going to end it for this story here. So, uh, yeah. Well, Taylor, take it away. All right. So, how about that pandemic, boys? Love yeah. it. Yeah. We're all big fans here over a year in. and uh, But unfortunately, not everyone can be a big fan. Just disclaimer, I'm not a fan of the pandemic wow, or the so, countless deaths she's so nervous that are happening. to like even pretend <laughs> i'm like please please don't come please don't come for me i mean we say things all the time like how much i love maxime bernier and wish yeah. he would i don't know don't i don't even want to joke about it it was like wish he would have seriously. my babies but yeah now nah, COVID's not real i'll say it i'll say it <laughs> no clearly <laughs> we are being facetious but some Speak people yeah li- listen you know, maybe maybe you'll uh, sympathize with these people then because some people are uh, pretty mad. I mean, we've seen over the months uh, lots of anti-mass protests, or at least I have. I don't know, here in Winnipeg, I feel like it's a once-a-month thing. In Vancouver, too. Yeah, this is a thing. It's just all over the country. It doesn't matter where you are. Those those people are out there. They're uh, holding up their f- signs saying they want freedom. Um what is that they also are you saying you don't want freedom (laughs) uh no i hate freedom i think that we should be confined to a small space Um, she is a stalinist folks maybe maybe a closet is that what stalin no i'm not gonna i'm not a stalinist fuck stalin (laughs) (laughs) protests are happening they're happening all over the country they've been happening for months but like the past couple weeks there's been some particularly big ones Um, And especially as we're going into the third wave, like some places are already pretty deep in that. I know here in Winnipeg, we were a bit, or Manitoba, I should say, we were a bit further behind, but now we're in it. Uh, It's just not great to see with the variants Mm -hmm. and everything. And again, um, with our vaccine rollouts not being the best. So let's, uh, let's cover some of these. I'm going to start off with Winnipeg, mostly because it's a smaller one. Nobody cares about Winnipeg, but it still happened. Uh, A couple of hundred people. This was a couple of weeks ago, I think, like closer to the end of April. But uh, yeah, people came out. They're, uh, what the fuck is that sign that they hold? They're like hugs over masks or something. I just hate it Uh, so much. Kisses over masks, yeah. Kisses, like full on on the mouth kisses. I feel like that's just- Yeah, tongue down the throat. (laughs) Yeah, because germs aren't real. Um, nope. It's a theory. Oh, I hate that. <laughs> no, it's... I've <laughs> never... Disclaimer. Another disclaimer. I've never Don't seen kisses over masks. People know. <laughs> I'm sure they know. If they're listening, you know. But yeah. Yeah, no. Taylor uh, posted a video of herself burning all of her masks in her backyard, so... <laughs> it's true. I've been converted. Yeah, once <laughs> I saw this demonstration, which was... Yeah, a couple of hundred people here in Winnipeg. One of the fun things that anti-maskers will say is that, you know, we're harming the small businesses by doing all of this lockdown shit, which, again, I think it's important to acknowledge that some of the critiques that anti-maskers like to parrot aren't necessarily wrong. I just feel Mm -hmm. like they're wrong for the wrong reasons and not really grasping like why things are actually happening 
So looking at how small businesses are impacted, yeah, it sucks, but it's always sucked, really, um, in my opinion. And yeah, I feel like this is a good example of capitalism not working because it's just there's so much risk with small business, which people like to parrot, but then we expect the government to swoop in and, you know, this is a this rant is going off. Anyways, the point is... <laughs> They are pro-small business. They don't like what the government's doing uh, here in Winnipeg. They actually shut down the forks <laughs> because of this rally. You got to explain what the forks is. Fine. Okay. So here in Winnipeg, where they were having this rally, it was at the forks, which is a kind of a historic site. There's a lot of shops. It's like kind of a little mini mall. You know, you got a lot of food places you got a lot of little knickknack places there's a ton of businesses that are open it's like the only touristy part of winnipeg for like it's like the the major tourist place for winnipeg uh or for people coming to winnipeg to see yeah and i like it there you know it's pretty chill uh i like i actually like browsing the stores haven't done it in a while but i enjoy it but uh because of this rally they literally they just shut down the forks like we mm-hmm. can't we can't do this. So it's like, okay, you guys support small businesses, but you shut down an entire little strip mall thing. Damn. So how many people met at the Forks rally, do you know? A couple of hundred for sure. Nice. Maybe maybe a thousand. I would say if you're being generous, you would say a thousand, but it was a lot of people. Uh lots of families. Quite a few kids, nobody wearing masks, nobody distancing, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and just anti-masks, anti-lockdown, uh, pro-freedom, all that stuff. Uh, one of the fun things is that one of the speakers, Chris Skye, uh, this is a guy who is a very popular anti-masker speaker, and he kind of travels all over the country to speak at these events. Um, another fun thing is that he denies the Holocaust happened. <laughs> oh, nice. um, he also is just a general piece of shit. He's like a 37-year-old dude. Also, obviously, his last name isn't Chris Sky. Like, okay, <laughs> Christopher Stokachia. Or Just whatever. on Pornhub. <laughs> that does sound like a Pornhub name, actually. Good oh, yeah. point. I'd tip Chris Sky. Yeah, yeah. So that was <laughs> one of the keynote speakers, which is fun. Uh, I think it's important to kind of acknowledge the the low-key and high-key uh, vibes of white supremacy that are often p- present at these protests. Uh, And this is just another example of that. Just a literal Holocaust denier. He's quoted Mein Kampf uh, in a good way on his Facebook. Um, Just a shitty dude. And, you know, some good news. He did get arrested at Thunder Bay a couple of days after. Oh, another thing. No cops at this rally. I mean, they probably were there, but probably out of uniform. Yeah, they only the cops were there, but they just left their guns (laughs) and badges in the... Yeah. In the van. Yeah. No enforcement. I think so out of the thousand or so people there. Okay, they did they did find this Chris Chris Sky guy. Uh, you know, the twelve hundred dollars or whatever. But as far as I saw, since then nobody else has gotten fined. So mm. that's Winnipeg for you. 
And yeah, any thoughts on that before we move on to our next uh, fun protest? Yeah, no. Well, I mean, you know, these these protests, I in Vancouver, they're especially like raucous and like there's a bunch of people speaking and singing and stuff. And I don't know, like you just it brings out all the weirdness. Like, I get it. Okay. All right. Here's here's my little thing. Okay, guys. Okay, here. I'm venturing onto a limb right now. Okay. If you're by yourself on a sidewalk outside, you might not need to wear a mask. Outdoor transmission is very rare. Mm, yeah, but I think it's more... Uh, the social argument, right? Like you want to like get what? everyone used to wearing masks? Like that's... Well, no, but I think also with the variants, they actually do uh, spread more easily. And there are reports of it spreading outdoors. For myself, I just wear one outdoors walking by people because usually if i'm outside i'm going somewhere that's going to be inside at some point i mean it's not hard to wear a mask i I do that too but like just when i'm outside like at a park or something or just by myself i don't wear a mask outside because that just doesn't yeah i think if you're distancing from people i mean that's fine yeah but also to say no spread absolutely happens i didn't say no spread i'm saying it's very rare well it's essentially no spread essentially mm, yeah Look, and I know people will get there, get all freaked out and stuff. I'm, you know, I'm not making a strong statement. I just, like, when you're by yourself, I don't know, man. Yeah, but that's what these people aren't arguing about, right? These are anti-maskers, period. And if you're pointing to the fact that it's a uh, protest outdoors, I mean, these people are elbow to elbow. Oh, no, the protests protests are goofy. (laughs) Hugging, you know, they're they're all about it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, no, it's it's obviously it's obviously <laughs> bad what the protests are doing. That's just like my one little quibble with like the like the people who are really really worried about COVID. Like that's my one quibble. It's just like I mean, if you do it, that's fine. Whatever, no judgment. It's just like I don't know. You're alone. Who, who are you gonna spread it well, to? If you Anyways, are alone, that's... yeah. But I mean, there's also the you're walking on a sidewalk. You're probably gonna be by people. I don't know. I'm more comfortable if somebody walks by me wearing a mask. Um, coming into yeah. close contact with me it's pretty low yeah that i would actually catch it from them in that split second we're walking by each other but well I don't know. see taylor i'm like a dog i like to go for <laughs> long long like hour-long walks with a podcast or music playing so yeah like, but nobody's e- coming for you man if you're doing your thing in the corner in the park um listening <laughs> to your podcast the, 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 i don't nobody's, do things in corners nobody's parks, gonna like come you. over to you and like slap a mask on your mouth you know only if i'm lucky <laughs> you wish yeah in your <laughs> in your wildest dreams sorry i just want to rant i like i know like <laughs> i know i know fuck you i know i just <laughs> that little small conservative voice in my head's just like you're outside alone why are you wearing a mask you fool yeah yeah again if you're i think distancing is the biggest thing i think if you're near people even outside, yeah. you should be wearing a mask. Okay, and I should say outdoor transmission does happen, but it mostly happens when you're like talking with someone outside. Yeah, such also, as on a patio. Hmm. Okay, and patios. Okay, this is like a small thing again. I'll be quick. The patios here are ridiculous. Essentially, there's walls, there's a ceiling, there's like a small gap for air. Excuse me, isn't that just a restaurant? <laughs> that's yeah, exactly. That's just <laughs> a restaurant. That. Like uh, just crack open all the windows in a restaurant, and you've essentially got a patio, probably even more airflow than you would have on these like you know patios Mm -hmm. yeah small thing there but yeah the patio thing is ridiculous because uh there are real patios but some patios like they have fucking walls and ceilings that's not a patio 
Just because you have yeah. insects crawling on my table doesn't mean it's a patio. You can get insects crawling that's on That's what we call an olive garden. <laughs> there you go. That's that's where I was going with it. Yeah. I mean, there's interesting conversation to have about the patio stuff here in Manitoba. I won't go too into it, but just so everybody knows, you want to go out to a restaurant with three of your buddies who are not in the same household and eat sitting directly next to each other on a patio. Legal. You want to have mm-hmm. somebody in your backyard with a mask on six feet apart. Fuck you. That's illegal. <laughs> you love to see it. It doesn't make any sense. Stupid. Yeah, I know. Yeah. And I mean, I get it. I get it. I get it. The restaurants have been hit hard. We don't want to close them again. But like at this point, you may as well close them again. Like we're already it's already fucked. Um, and the cases are going up and all that stuff. But yeah, patios are dumb. So, so, so Taylor, tell us about the other uh, protests you want to talk about. Let's get into it. So uh, Montreal had one on May 1st, uh, drew thousands, literal thousands of people. If you look at the pictures, there's a lot of people there. Uh, uh, drew thousands is not his real name. <laughs> who who is he? It's a terrible <laughs> joke. How dare you? Uh, I'm sorry. How dare you? Yeah. Uh, this is a fun one, though. And again... By fun, I mean terrible. Uh, there were quite a few uh, interesting speakers here. In general, the key like organizers are uh, kind of just just a little bit of a little bit of those conspiracy types. You know, we're talking about sure. uh, microchips, five G, uh, Bill Gates, <laughs> and just well, also Bill Gates is bad. <laughs> he is bad, but he's not bad because he's secretly um sacrificing children (laughs) oh no uh conspiracy theories so yeah uh microchips 5g in general covid is fake that is a conspiracy theory covid is not fake thousands of people have died hundreds of thousands even um Uh, also millions of people have died (laughs) millions damn that's a lot yeah, I'm thinking Canada specifically what we're in the 20,000 numbers Something like that. So I'm just trying to give you the vibes. Again, there's a lot of, you know, this conspiracy, white supremacy, anti-Semitic uh, lizard people are running the world. Those vibes are pretty much always present at these protests, mm-hmm. um, especially by the people speaking. So that's important to comment on. And at this protest in particular, like... One of the most popular signs and shirts and everything that people were holding and promoting is QN and stuff. QAnon. Is, oh, QAnon. You say QN? QAnon, but no, it's QAnon. No, QAnon. Fuck off, Sorry, man. I don't what? know how to Q-anon? say words. Leave Why me alone. I was that? raised by wolves. I just had to figure <laughs> it out on my own. Hey, everyone on <laughs> a pig was raised by wolves, okay? <laughs> we're like Spartans, you know? Yeah. You have to fend for yourself with a wolf mother but yeah so tons of uh QAnon slogans uh posters all that good stuff you love to see it like that's one of the big draws here uh what is it we are the what do they say like we're we're the unorganized truth fighting an organized lie that's probably my favorite one Oh um, man, that's 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 <laughs> really makes deep, you think, man. yeah. <laughs> Whoa, what if we're 
Yeah, man, we're the unorganized 99% and they're the organized 1%. Whoa, man. Big brain. Organizing. I mean, yeah, that's the thing with all of these conspiracy theories. There's always something there that's like actually kind of true, but then they just take it in a completely- Great reset, baby. <laughs> yeah, just a really terrible direction. But uh, yeah, we had some big names there, including Maxime Bernier. Uh, <laughs> you know, he was he was cited. He was witnessed. I didn't know he was real. He is confirmed I real. Just, I just thought he was a uh, a bedtime story that uh adults tell their children so they don't go outside <laughs> at night. Yeah, they don't sneak out of their bedrooms. Over. Yeah, Maxime Bernier will find you. He's there. And one of the big things about this particular protest is that it was happening at the Olympic Stadium in Montreal, where which is one of their mm. biggest vaccine sites. Uh, oh. <laughs> so they actually, they did, whoever organized, there's a couple of different groups that organized this protest, but like it was known a couple of weeks before that it would be happening. So people who had their vaccine scheduled there just had to like reschedule to different places, I guess. It's not really clear like if everybody was able to reschedule and, and I mean, it's just inconvenient, you know, that's something. No, they actually all got vaccines at the same time, you know. <laughs> Yeah, it's easy. Yeah, actually, everyone at the protests, they were just, this is actually yeah. <laughs> pro, pro-vaccine protest. Uh, no. Yeah. Yeah. So they, yeah. so the biggest vaccination site was shut down for that day, which is uh, cool. pretty bad, I think. Yeah, yeah, no. Yeah. Uh, Maxime Bernier later, because CTV was reporting on it and was saying, yeah, they kind of uh, disrupted vaccine distribution, which I would agree, you know. And Maxime Bernier is a leader of a federal party, the People's Party well, of yeah, Canada. So, yeah. But he, Good job. he don't Anyways. have a seat, though. <laughs> he still doesn't. No, and he never will. <laughs> I don't think he will. Pretty pathetic. Uh, Not if we can do something about it, folks. <laughs> get rid of him. No, wait. Is that the opposite? Are we saying, do we want? No, no. <laughs> yeah, he's terrible. Uh, read a response theory. It's up to you. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, to think about it. Uh, yeah, so CTV was reporting yeah they kind of fucked up vaccine appointments and maxime bernier was like uh no they simply decided to reschedule them which is like why are they rescheduling them (laughs) maxime Mm -hmm. don't believe the fake news in caps lock um no because people keep rescheduling with him and he's like no it doesn't mean anything they're they're just rescheduling (laughs) i mean it's it's been five times now but it's no, it's fine. No, it doesn't mean anything. It's still happening. It's you know, it's it's a reschedule. Aww. 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 Almost sorry. almost sorry, makes Bernie. you feel bad for him. Almost. Almost. But uh yeah, so thousands of people, they shut down the biggest vaccine site. Lots of QAnon signs, lots of again, um, hugs over masks or, you know, come hug me. I'm not scared. 69s kind of over uh, masks. Yeah, 69s over masks. Just they were all out there in full force. Um, it did end with uh, the crowd getting tear gassed, which is unfortunate. It <laughs> 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 sucks. Uh, I think that was closer to the end of the day, like 4.30, and most people had left. But for the ones that were left, the cops were just like, all right, boys, time to time to no, get I feel rid like of we should have done uh, uh, Tiananmen Square, I think. Uh, yeah. in the tanks. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, I mean, I'm laughing, but police brutality is wrong no matter who it's against, but uh, yeah. No, yeah, yeah, <laughs> fine. 
you know, ruin the fun with your <laughs> with your fucking politics, Taylor, I or know. whatever. I just can't help it. No, I I did I did have a little chuckle when I saw that, especially because these are the people who are very much supporting the police, and the police are supporting them. So it's just like you got to feel bad. Yeah. So uh, that's fun. Again, lots of shitty organizers, um, bad signs, bad people. They got tear gassed, which is unfortunate. But that was Montreal. And there is one more protest. We're the gonna French be... had it coming. <laughs> Leave them alone. I mean, Maxime Bernier definitely had it coming. He's just so awful. You know, I like to joke yeah. about him, but like the kind of rhetoric he parrots and the hatred the kind of he incites. Oh, and I just don't like the way he talks also. The kind of what? Sorry. Rhet- rhetoric. Thank you. <laughs> cut that out. Cut that entire thing out. If you don't, no, we're keeping if you that don't in, cut baby. it out, I'm quitting. I'm quitting the podcast. <laughs> I'll walk from this fucking I'll piece fucking, of shit. I'll Shall fucking walk. People can't know that I don't You're under know contract. how to pronounce You can't things. walk. <laughs> no, we don't. It's not true. But yeah, the, excuse me, the rhetoric that Maxime Bernier just exudes and shares on his platform and his voice and his fake news i just hate it all and i dislike him yeah yeah not a fan no well we actually are number one fans but (laughs) we are actually yeah people's party of canada shout outs uh he's gonna get that seat man you know i'm with him is that what his thing was no that's a hillary oh yeah oh gross ew there's one more notable protest to talk about. Of course, there's been so many, but this one is uh, fun, fun stuff, because who doesn't love a good rodeo? Yeehaw! Uh, I hate rodeos. They're weird. I've, I've never been to one. Bulls um, and horses scare me. And <laughs> yeah, Stephen Harper's always at them, too, so that also he, makes me worry. He would be. Yeah. Classic. Uh, so, we're, we're talking Alberta here. We're talking, uh, I don't know, somewhere outside Bowdoin, uh, which I think is like 100 kilometers or so away from Calgary, which like isn't an insignificant distance, but uh, you still had, again, thousands of people show up for this very fun rodeo. I just, it's a rodeo, you know, I guess there, is there a dude on a horse, bull, what are they? What do they do? Are you do? asking me like I know what a rodeo is? <laughs> you just said you don't like them. It sounded like you've been to one. I just don't like the way it sounds. <laughs> rodeo. Just the name. Yeah, that's yeah. enough to turn you off. Okay. Sure. Just semantics. No, our phonetics actually. No, no, no. Like yeah, rodeos because it's like cowboy culture, you know, and that's mm, always been. Yeah, that's uh, a big, big Alberta thing. Those country, country boys. The only good thing that uh, cowboy culture has produced is Brokeback Mountain. I actually haven't seen it. I should really watch it. Cinematic masterpiece. So the funny thing about that joke is that if I said that in 2000, that would be, or 2008, that would be like, homophobia, baby. But if I say it now, I'm making fun of antiphobia. So this joke, time travels. Wow, big brain. Very big big brain. brain joke. Damn. We are an anti- But Twitter would just call me homophobic, homophobia. but whatever, fuck Twitter. Why? Because you're saying Brokeback Mountain is bad. How <laughs> dare you? Okay, straight talk here. It's a very boring movie. I don't actually <laughs> like it that much. It's How it's fine. You? I like the director a lot. I, I like the it. actors, but I, I did watch it. I thought it was- Did it win just... an 
Oscar? Is that what movies won? One of those? Yeah, it won an Academy Oscar, Award. I'm pretty sure. I think so, too. Legendary. Yeah, so at this Brokeback Mountain Rodeo, this 6 out of 10 rodeo, uh, thousands of people, it was held on the weekend of uh, May 1st. So May 1st, May 2nd, I think Mm. the Saturday and Sunday, um, tons of people, again, no masks, no distancing. They're all sitting around this uh, thing watching a dude on a bull or not get killed by a bull, whatever the fuck you do at a rodeo. Having a grand old time. Uh, Kiss it. <laughs> yeah, that that one. Uh, and just, you know, again, people are... It's, it's funny that this happened in Alberta in particular. I mean, obviously, that's a more conservative part of the country. They're currently mm-hmm. under UCP, United Conservative Party government of Jason Kenney, who I think is either the lowest or one of the lowest uh, approved premiers right now. But yeah, and funnily enough, that's because now that he's like resorted to having these like stricter lockdowns in place in Alberta, the conservatives hate him, but yeah. also every other party or ideology hates him Everyone because hates him. he's a conservative. He's just bad. So, he's yeah, not, no. not just because he's a conservative, but like his policies are legitimately bad. He hasn't followed up on a lot of promises, especially that he made to conservative voters. The same organizers of this, though, are like, yeah, we're going to do something for Canada Day, which is fun. Also, another note here, as similar to Winnipeg, uh, nobody got tear gassed, sadly, sadly. Um, (laughs) No cops. Uh, They did, I think there was a couple of RCMP officers there on the first day, but they kind of just left. Well, they were in horse costumes. (laughs) You know that, like, two-person horse costume? That was Uh, the RCMP. yeah. Yeah, they were undercover. Um, yeah, yeah, they, they're they, infiltrating they really the rodeo. To be there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and and the RCMP says they were there on Sunday, but no reporters or anybody saw them. So I'm gonna mm. I'm gonna assume they weren't. Um, and Kenny didn't really comment on this. Like this was a big thing. Again, thousands of people, you know, driving an hour out of the city or whatever, um, to go sit and watch. It's just it's just absurd to me. What is this rodeo cowboy culture? I can't imagine. Um. But the yeah, point is, you're a you're a goddamn city slicker. <laughs> I know. I just I just don't get it. But uh, Kenny and you know everybody, we saw this coming. Kenny didn't really do anything or comment on it. Uh, on Sunday, like at the end of the day, he said people should smarten up, and they're the reason <laughs> the pandemic okay, is Dad. so bad in Alberta. Which is like, okay, buddy, you've done literally nothing this entire time about it. One of the worst provinces for it again. for anything yeah just in general but especially with testing with not locking down even once really again now they're being more harsh because it's gotten to the point where the third wave is like at its peak at its worst they have had restrictions actually their restrictions were worse when i moved from uh, winnipeg to vancouver last summer i stopped in calgary and their restrictions were actually tighter than they were in Manitoba. Mm, in the summer? For restaurant dining, yeah. Yeah, but if restaurant dining is still happening, Well, it was happening in Winnipeg and in Vancouver. Yeah. But it was only in it was only in Calgary that I had to wear a mask when I was inside the restaurant. Ooh, so. ooh a mask. No, but what I'm saying is like when we're talking about actual effective lockdowns and actual serious lockdowns of like either 
workplaces, restaurants, schools, anything like that, they haven't really gone that far. They have put restrictions mm-hmm. in for sure, but to the point where you're actually controlling the spread, that hasn't yeah. really happened. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But no, I mean, everywhere over the country and it's up to each province, they've all done it a bit differently, um, some better than others. And there's a lot of a lot to critique about lockdowns as they're done in this country. Um, we've talked about that a bit before, mm-hmm. but I'm just saying in Alberta, you know, they don't have as much to complain about as other provinces, in my opinion. Now they do, but before that point, you know, it was all pretty mild in terms yeah. of lockdown. Yeah, folks, you think Doug Ford is bad? Jason Kenny just going for gold, going yeah. for broke. Yeah, he's a... Back Mountain. (laughs) Nice. There it is. (laughs) But uh, yeah, so that was uh, another fun lockdown, you know, rodeo, which is fun. No masks, no cops, no enforcement, I don't think. I haven't seen really like any fines be issued after this. And that also goes for um, the other protests as well. Like maybe sometimes they'll find one of the speakers, but usually people attending, they just don't. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So that's how it goes. Yeah. I will say at least the Calgary one sounded more fun than the Winnipeg one. Yeah. I don't like rodeos, <laughs> but at least there was probably at least beer they're served. doing something instead of like standing and just standing outside and like hugging each other and open mouth kissing and talking about... How this is worse than the Holocaust. Yeah, 69ing. Um, I mean, at least they were doing something. I agree. I mean, it's fun. Rodeos. We love love it. But there's no reason you can't have a rodeo be distance. I will note at this time, again, Alberta was cracking down a bit. So I think their outdoor gatherings were limited to 10 people, which obviously uh, that wasn't <laughs> it. But But moving forward, I mean, you don't have to be elbow to elbow open mouth kissing people without a mask on to enjoy a rodeo you know i i enjoy social distancing i don't want to be near people if you're a person fuck off don't interact with me i am claustrophobic so i will say yeah um again the thing is though if you're in vancouver like there is no social distancing on any of the buses any of the Mm -hmm. trains so yeah do they get like here in Winnipeg, I mean, buses aren't that. Oh, full it's in butt general. to crotch, baby. It's oh, butt to crotch. That it's, seems uh, bad. <laughs> Why don't they yeah. put more buses out? What the hell? Well, it's a train, but yeah, I don't okay, know. Train. They could yeah. take measures, but yeah, it's the whole social distancing thing. Like, no, it's good, I guess, but it's yeah. like unequally implemented. So you know, whatever. Yeah. No. Fuck you, true. Alberta. <laughs> that's our message here. Yeah, it's good to social distance when you can. Definitely. And I prefer to after this pandemic, I want to socially distance for the rest of my life. Again, don't interact with me. Don't definitely don't touch me, you fucking freak. Don't talk to me. <laughs> Just don't look at me. That's that's what I'm taking away from this pandemic personally. Yeah, there's not been a lot of research on eyeball to eyeball transmission, but folks, it's real. <laughs> yeah. Don't don't even if you make eye contact with me, I will scream. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's how we end this segment. (laughs) Folks, if you want to make Taylor scream. (laughs) No, no. Don't do it. No, don't. don't We have lawyers on call. We (laughs) We will see you in court, Zoom court. Zoom court. That's fun. All right. So our next story is about 
Jonathan Vance and you know I've seen this story in the headlines for a couple weeks now I've been wanting to cover it but uh, at this point it's still an ongoing story so we may revisit it at a later date however uh, things have gone a bit more spicy so Jonathan (laughs) Vance yeah spicy in the political sphere Uh, Jonathan Vance uh, he's chief of defense for the Canadian military which is essentially means he's the head of the Canadian military is or was Still? So, yeah. No, he was. Okay, okay, so so this story originates from 2018 when Jonathan Vance sent an email to one of his um, workers, um, employees, who goes unnamed in the reporting, and he suggested to her uh, via email that they go to a clothes-optional resort. Okay. And this was a woman he was talking to. Yes, yeah, this was a Mm. woman, and this is in 2018, and this is someone who worked for him, uh, a fellow member of the military. Mm. So, you know, on face, at at face glance, what is it called? Face value. Yeah, at at face value, this might seem like semi-innocuous, but imagine Mm. that your boss asks you to go to a closed optional resort, like, uh, especially with someone with as much power as he has as head of the military. Yeah, exactly. And power dynamic thing. There, she's inherently at a disadvantage in this conversation where mm-hmm. he's d- probably came across less of a proposal and more. You should do this thing. Um, yeah, and if you like, don't, there will be consequences potentially. Yeah, like in the family group chat, like I'll say, like, "All right, next family gathering, close optional resort." You know. <laughs> oh no joke it's a joke but i don't think vance was i don't think vance was joking mm-hmm. um so this is an interesting story of um hot potatoes so again this is in 2018 this email is, is sent to this woman and she gives it to the military ombudsperson gary walburn uh so again the ombudsperson we've talked about that before essentially it deals with complaints uh in different uh sections of the public um the public sector so this is a ombudsperson specifically for the military to deal with complaints uh, from the military, but he's still within the military. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So he gets an email from her. And so the reason she sent this email, she didn't want to go public. You know, what she wanted to do was to upset Jonathan Vance's a possibility of tenureship being extended because around 2018, it was being reviewed, his tenureship. And also, Jonathan Vance was heading up Operation Operation Honor, which was a mission a mission to look uh, look into uh, sexual misconduct and harassment in the military. Oh, and no. he was heading that up. So she wanted to bring a spotlight onto Vance and saying, like, "Oh, yeah, like he does misconduct and harassment." And again, you know, there there are we're talking about harassment and misconduct, which for a long time in our history has just kind of gone like. Boys will be boys, you know, like assault and and rape, other things like that. Like that's, you know, that that happens as well. But, you know, people have had a lesser view of um, a, like harassment or misconduct. Like they're just like, you know, that's a, it's just it's just bans, you know, it's just banter. So, mm-hmm. you know, this is this is like a new realm for the military to explore um, and for the rest of society to like kind of, you know, question like, you know, like the Me Too moment or time's up and all that good stuff. You know, like the way that people interact in the office. So she really wants to show like, hey, Vance is actually kind of a creep and he abuses his power. Yeah. So Walborn, you know, the ombudsperson gets this email and he goes to um, 
Harjit Sajan, Sajan, I'm just going to say Sajan, I'm sorry. Harjit Sajan, um, the liberal defense minister, he gives him he gives him the email, but Sajan refuses to look at the email because, quote, he figured that it would, actually it's not a quote, um, but Sajan said that if he looked at the email, it would taint the evidence. And as the what? Globe and Mail reports, this is false, even if there was an investigation, which there wasn't. Mm. So that's a weird defense, right? Like, I don't want to look at the email because it will taint the evidence. What, is, what, with your eyeballs? What does that mean? <laughs> does he know how email works? Mm. Well, yeah. I think it's important to recognize when people say things like these, like this... Like, that's bullshit, obviously, right? We all know that's bullshit. But it's, like, he it's just doesn't such... want to deal with it. Oh, yeah, but it's such bad bullshit. I like, know. If, it's like, if at you're least... a politician... <laughs> Come on, man. You should know better. Yeah. Yeah, politicians are good at bullshit, but this, for some mm -hmm. reason, is, like, very, very low-grade bullshit, so... Yeah. Uh, so, Sajin, you know, he doesn't look at the email, but he does tell his chief of staff, Zita Astravis, about the allegation, and then she alerts the prime minister's office who then brings it to the Privy Council office where essentially no actions are taken. Mm -hmm. And this was 2018 still, right? Yeah, this was in 2018. And so this issue essentially went dead for a while. And then it's only been recently. And I forget what like brought it up again. Yeah, something something brought up again. The conservatives went, went on the chase about this Vance thing. And in uh, testimony, and this is when things also really heated up, uh, in testimony given by Elder Marquis, Marquis, yeah, Elder Marquis, of oh, these fucking names. <laughs> Why know, can't everyone be named Bob and Sally? Bob and Sally Smith. Anyways, sorry. <laughs> I need to do better. Do so, better, Matthew. Yeah, so Elder Marquis is a former senior advisor in the Prime Minister's office. And before the Defense Committee, uh, he testified and said that Katie Telford Justin Trudeau's chief of staff knew about the 2018 allegation against mm -hmm. Vance. So this is important, right? Because Justin Trudeau, like once it started, once it started hitting the rounds, like about the Vance thing and reporting done by uh, media uh, earlier this year, uh, that's when Justin Trudeau's like, "Oh, yeah, that's when I heard about this. It was through the media." Right. But if Katie Telford knew about this. It seems quite unlikely that Justin Trudeau wouldn't have also known about this and just decided not to act. Yeah, I don't know. Would it's it be that unlikely? Yeah, it's either either she knew and she didn't go to him with it and no action happened, which is bad, or she knew and went to Trudeau with it and nothing happened, which is also bad. Yes, yeah. And so this is the thing, right? So the conservatives are... Um, they put forward a motion in the House for Katie Telford to speak to the defense committee and testify for no less than two hours. Uh, they've also called for her to be fired. <laughs> yeah. Cancel Which, culture at its finest. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the liberals are very much against her testifying in the defense committee. And their reasons for her not doing it are like, well, the conservatives are politicizing the issue. She... This is not about her. This is about Sajan and Trudeau and not about Telford. And then the NDP chimed in and like, it's actually sexist that they're going after Katie Telford. Which, yeah. no, no, that's spurious. <laughs> I hate spurious claims of sexism because 
it makes it less important. If everyone's, if everything's being claimed to be this way, then it, it waters down the meaning. Yeah, um, no, totally. And I mean, I feel like, especially when people do bad things or like Kristen Cinema, how do you say her name? Kristen Cinema. Kristen Cinema in the States, when she did that cute little thumbs down thing, obviously the first response to people shitting on it and call it, hashtag calling her out was that they were being sexist and yeah. you know commenting on her clothing and all this and it's like no you were being a piece of shit doesn't really have anything to do with you being a woman necessarily yeah. it's just yeah exactly yeah it's completely diverting what the conversation is actually about it's a fatuous claim and it's using buzzwords and real issues to obfuscate because yeah telford's a person in huge power in the liberal government and if she had known about this which marquis said that she did then she's responsible for this information not you know she's responsible she's responsible to explain what happened i don't know if she should be fired i think she should testify first but Mm -hmm. yeah but the block and the ndp have both supported her testifying before uh, the defense committee just the liberals have been like uh that's not necessary guys (laughs) why because they don't want her to say something that won't be good for them or what yes obviously (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah, of course so you know and and throughout all this yeah like i said justin trudeau's claimed he had no idea about the allegations and he said recently in the house nobody knew that this allegation was a a me too complaint (laughs) i hate that i I really hate that so Ooh, hey guys i didn't realize it was a hashtag jesus (laughs) my bad no kidding that fucking trudeau man yeah he just he always does this yeah and personally i don't buy that he didn't know i think he no he definitely didn't didn't do anything no trudeau's a scumbag like i know there's a lot of like bad faith but he's a feminist he he was talking about a she session just a couple weeks ago on his twitter are you what, telling sorry? the she session that we're seeing in the pandemic? The that's a fun word, isn't it? Oh, she that's... session. Am I right, fellas? Shoutouts to my feminists out there. Yeah, it's pretty <laughs> bad, isn't it? Yeah, the 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 she session is. There's just not enough girls to grope anymore. Oof. <laughs> okay, for for context for that joke there, Trudeau groped a woman allegedly. So yeah. He, he did that. And you would know that if you listened to our first episode of People Kind Politics on Justin Trudeau. Would recommend. Yeah. No, I don't know. Like, Trudeau's a piece of shit. And um, the thing is, like, Jonathan Vance remained in the military for three more years mm. before retiring uh, last January. He retired? Is this dude getting a pension off of this? He sure is. Jesus. Of course. Ugh. Yeah, of course. So, and... um. A woman that uh, uh, alleges to be to have had a relationship with him, Major Kelly Brennan, uh, who also says that he fathered two of her children, said that Vance was, quote, untouchable and that military investigators reported directly to him. So it's a big old boys club there at the military, you know? Mm -hmm. I mean, that should be no surprise. Yeah. And let me say also that Jonathan Vance isn't the only person to be a... uh, accused of uh, sexual misconduct we also have vance's successor art mcdonald who stepped away from the role in february after an investigation which is still ongoing 
was launched after allegations of misconduct against him were raised. So, mm. you know, another person, like Vance's successor, also allegedly uh, uh, conducted himself uh, or misconducted himself. So, yeah. So there's also um, in this, mar- uh, this March, Vice Admiral Hayden Edmondson, who is the head of military personnel, went on leave as allegations of misconduct misconduct are being looked into by military police. Mm. So, yeah. So the background for this story really is that in 2015, the uh, liberal government launched a or 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 appointed Supreme Court Justice Marie Deschamps, again these stupid last names, <laughs> to to write a report on sexual misconduct and harassment in the military. And in her in her report, she found that it was widespread. You know, it's a very widespread issue, and the only solution or the the best solution is to have an independent reporting body that people with complaints can go to because you know with military you have chain of command you have like it's a, it's a very weird and sick culture military culture is sick and weird and i hate it mm-hmm. and it's also very you know like out group in group kind of thing you know you don't want to upset the uh the officials who you are essentially sub- subservient to and it's gross military is gross and it really breeds this this um Whatever, whatever you say, sir. Salute, sir. And you know. Yeah. No. Mil- military bad. That's the official people kind politics stance in terms of the culture, but also in terms of what militaries do, which it's all bad, people. Yeah, it's all bad. So, so again, this was six years ago. So, you know, Mar- Marie Deschamps she writes a report and she suggests this independent body. Uh, guess what happened, Taylor? They they went through, they took the report seriously, and they created that independent body. No. Ah, oh, what? Come on. No, in, in fact, it didn't do anything. Okay, great. Uh, and also, more in fact, Ottawa has now appointed Supreme Court or former su- Supreme Court Justice Louise Arbor to write another report on sexual harassment mm. and misconduct is, in the military. What is the issue here? If only... There was somewhere to look for that information. Uh, Just taking the time to do this whole report while people are getting fucking harassed and in this disgusting culture. Again, I don't know what the solution to that is. Well, I agree that the an actual outside source, like when you're just reporting on things like it's just an HR thing. HR isn't Mm -hmm. good. HR doesn't care about you. And this is the same thing here. Well, yeah. And let me just say, like, not it's not just that they're being harassed. It's like the the consequences of this harassment, which is, you know, you're going to be mistreated if you don't, you know, go right. to this closed optional resort with your boss. Ugh. Like, there are consequences. Yeah. And especially when you're in the military where it's all consequences. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's very gross. Um, the liberals have really fucked it up on this one. Yeah. And of course they have because their rhetoric is all, yay, feminism. <laughs> yeah. Let's go and <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, I mean, it's all very surface level. And yeah, the 2018 thing, the fact that they have definitely, at least that one woman knew, but really I think everybody did the whole party and just... Going back to 2015 when that report was done and doing nothing at all, uh, mm-hmm. 
Yeah, they are complicit for sure. No, yeah, no, for sure. And like Trudeau definitely knew about this. Like, you know, it's his chief of staff. It's not just some intern who got this email report. Mm -hmm. No, it's his chief of staff about the head of the military. So Trudeau's lying. Trudeau's just straight out lying. Of course he is, because it would look really bad. It is really bad what actually happened, which was he's known this whole time and didn't care enough to do anything. Um, And not only Trudeau, but with Sajin, like, fuck that guy. Mm -hmm. Fuck him. The evidence you don't want. That doesn't, (laughs) it's so bad. It doesn't make sense. Yeah, and this is why, like, the NDP saying, you know, oh, it's sexist to go after Katie Telford. No, fuck every single one of these liberal people that were involved in this situation. Like, I'm sorry, that's not very nuanced. That's not very, like, whatever, like, polite. But, well, no, like, this this whole bureaucratic system allows for these things to continue. And I really suggest people watch the movie The Assistant. Most people hate this film. (laughs) But, because it's boring. But I really, really liked it. And it essentially explores a young intern's or young worker, a young woman who works at this like Hollywood studio and she she sees like sexual abuse happening. Maybe I'm spoiling it a little bit, but spoilers. Come it's on. It's not really a spoiler. It's not a spoiler. <laughs> if you care about spoilers, you won't like this movie, okay? Fuck. And so essentially it explores the dynamics within the office and her like seeing these things happen and trying to report it. Mm. And again, you know, there's no like mustache twirling villains. Exactly. There is just yeah. Yeah. That's the biggest thing. And like, that's why the critique of focusing on um, Telford and that it's sexist. I mean, it shouldn't be that it's sexist. It should be, you shouldn't be focusing on a singular person here. You should be looking at the party as a whole. You should be looking at why that report. Well, I disagree. You should look at people. Yeah. No, you should. But you should also have a broader analysis and understanding of the situation and how these factors played Mm, into each other rather than just focusing on Telford because obviously she played a role she knew she didn't do anything about it but also why you know and why wasn't anything happening earlier what just how did we get here right true I mean yeah like the liberals are right the conservatives are obviously politicizing this you know like, God knows what happens in the conservative party regarding these issues. and <laughs> Yeah. You know. But, but, but yeah, it's it, just because they're politicizing it doesn't mean that they don't have a point. Because they do. They have a point. They're obviously coming from it from a different perspective than we might. Although we also hate the liberals. But, you know. Yeah, I haven't seen the conservatives' specific complaints. And, I mean, the thing is, I mean, I just hate the military in general. But like you were saying mm. earlier, I mean, the whole dynamic of the military is that you respect your superior, you do what they say, you stay in line, and if you don't, you're cut because everything falls apart. Yeah. So I just, it's hard for me to picture that without these kinds of issues, you know? Yeah, well, it's a, it's a, it's a paradigm shift for a lot of people because, yeah, like the military is this extremely old you know, thousands of years old, like, institution within society. And, you know, the military's purpose in society, that's a bigger discussion than what we can have here. But, yeah, I mean, these two run right against each other. The the allowing people to not be subjected to sexual misconduct and also 
the severe discipline and mm-hmm. subjugating of people to another's will, those two don't really mesh very well. So yeah. what do you do? I say we bring back the old boy, uh, only boys military. That's the only solution. Yeah. I mean, I will also say the creation of an independent body. I mean, we see with these bodies, like the one in uh, Manitoba. Fuck, why can't I remember their name? The independent investigations unit. They more often than not, and by more often than not, I mean all the time, side with the police. So like even Mm. introducing that... I just can't see any real concrete change happening. And that's why we need to abolish the military. It's the only way. <laughs> yeah. It, it's a big topic. And I think you're right. Like, obviously, like, it, it it is a Band-Aid on top of this pulsating wound that is our society. That's very edgy. I'm sorry. Deep. I mean, I <laughs> will say that, like, at the very least, if they're going to do something, they should do that. They should have done that in 2015 you know like that just seems like the yeah. most basic thing to have an actual place you can go that isn't ruled by the people who you control you and who you're afraid to stand up to and also they'll definitely find out that you complained if you like did it in this way yeah i know again with 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 every episode there's a constant theme and that is justin trudeau does not handle sexual assault or sexual misconduct allegations well he handles them extremely poorly. He handles them maybe the worst way that you could. So I mean, there's worse ways. His way is just... No. I think it's extra Ugh. sinister in that he just straight up denies it and either denies that he knew about it. It's like, oh, I didn't even... That wasn't significant to me. Um, the thing where he groped that woman, you know. It's just yeah. extra slimy, I think. But there's worse ways he could be like out there waving signs like pro rape or something that's probably worse that's that's all i'm getting at you know could 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 always be yeah but the nice thing about that is that he'd be out of office the next day (laughs) that's true yeah that's a good he'd be joining uh, maxine bernier's uh demon camp (laughs) yeah people's i always forget people's party of canada people's party of canada i don't know what he normally forgets because it's so close to our fucking name (laughs) people kind of know we blew it well it's not it's fine um, yeah, I actually read an op-ed in the Globe and Mail that discussed this thing, and they brought up the Justin Trudeau harassment thing, mm. or Justin Trudeau sexual assault thing. Interesting. That, yeah, and I'm like, oh yeah, we're not the only ones. We're not the only ones with a fucking amnesia in this country, and that is the sickest thing. It's just like, you know, if you're the right kind of person, then a sexual assault or sexual misconduct allegation will take you into the fucking ground. But if you're the right person, well, we all make mistakes and it's untrue and she's a liar. So fuck you. Yeah. 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 Gross. Disgusting. Uh, And, you know, if you really want a movement that is solid, you know, that helps people, that protects people, uh, this ain't it, sis. (laughs) No, it's not. I like how you started saying sis, just like me. Look at us. I know. We're we're molding into one podcast being. (laughs) That's gross. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> but we should. I don't know if you have any more concluding thoughts. I feel like we should end it now. Mm, I think, soon. I think that's pretty much it. Yeah, it's an interesting yeah. story. Again, I don't think there's really a solution here, but at the very least, there's action that should have been taken, and it wasn't, and that's shitty. I got a solution. Justin Trudeau plus uh, 
firing squad. Oh no. Oh no. They're they're taking this down. I'm not saying anything more than that, <laughs> but you you do the equation. Oof. And uh, it's a it's a 50% woman, 50% men firing squad, so. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so, you know, folks, uh, next episode, we'll be discussing our boy. You remember his name? Forget his name. Yeah, that's what I thought. The leader, the current leader of the, the Bloc Québécois. Yeah, so we, we'll be covering the current leader of the Bloc Québécois. We don't remember his name. Neither do you, so shut up. Um, yeah, uh, because we need to do the French because... Uh, we don't have to. We're, we could, we could, let's just skip them. Let's just skip them. No, we're not <laughs> skipping him. We're doing uh, all the federal party leaders. I'm sorry. We didn't you know. technically you know what? No, we're not getting into it here. Fine, I'll talk about this Frenchy if I must. It'll be like a two minute episode. <laughs> we'll be like, uh, French bad. Yeah. Lots of nuance. We should sink Quebec into the sea. Aww. No, we'll we'll get into it. I'll I'll do the research, folks. I've already I read a I read a book on the history of the Bloc Québécois. Ooh, you're prepped. Um prepped and ready. It's interesting. Yeah, I've already read it, so it's interesting. Um, yeah. So, as always, folks, you can find us at peoplekindpolitics.com. All of our episode links will be up there, as well as our social media. Any final thoughts there, Taylor? Uh, no, I never have anything good. Sorry. Apologies. Okay. <laughs> so, as always, this has been your place for Canadian regurgitation. Regurgitation.